0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Project 25. Good morning or good afternoon or good evening, depending on what time you're listening. (laughs) In today's episode, I had a dear friend as a guest, Hector Flores. He is a husband, father, producer, a student experience and business sustainment specialist, actor, and an aspiring pilot. I met Hector when I worked at the student calling center at SAIT because we were both hired by the wonderful Jorge Torres. A big shout out to Jorge for the opportunity and hiring us when we were new to this country. If you're curious, he was actually in this podcast, so if you haven't done so, you can listen to it. It's episode number nine. And well... Hector is a very joyful person who is open and willing to share his stories and that's why I was excited to talk with him about his experiences growing up, learning and living. We talked about everything from being an immigrant but also how sometimes a positive attitude can beat aptitude, and about the fact that life is a buffet and you decide how much you want to serve yourself. (laughs) That's a quote by Hector, I cannot take credit. (laughs) Anyways, I hope that you enjoyed this episode and if you like it, please share it or rate it. That's a small way in which you can help the show. Project 25 was born out of the obsession that we have of figuring things out. Being a 25-year-old or a 20-something is weird because it's fun, confusing, and exciting all at once. (laughs) It's an age where we realize that maybe the goals we had for ourselves weren't really ours to begin with. An age of tons of learning and unlearning, and an age of frequently asking ourselves, what am I doing? And that leaves us with a lot of uncertainty. I'm Andrea Juarez and I created this project after hitting my quarter-life crisis. (laughs) I decided to look for answers and ask my family members, friends, and people I admire about their experiences being 25, what has changed, what they've learned, and their advice for the new generation of 20-somethings. There is a lot to live and learn, and I am a firm believer that listening is a powerful tool. Even if all the answers are within us, by listening to others, We can feel understood, but also reflect on ourselves, learn, and think about what we want for our present and for our future. Welcome, Hector, to Project 25. It's great to have you here. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Andrea. Thank you very much for inviting me. I feel honored to be part of this project, and especially after watching and reading what you're doing, being around or be part of this group of people that you have selected, I I feel honored because I know that there's a lot of valuable and people that have uh, achieved very important things here in the city.
0: Thank you, Hector. Well, you also have achieved very cool things as well. <laughs> so, thanks for taking the time to do this. And just to start, we're going to learn about these things along the way, like along the interview. But first, I wanted to ask what is your age, title, and how will you describe yourself?
1: Okay, well, my age is 40. I'm far. Uh, far away from the 25. My education is I have a master, an MBA, a Master in Business Administration, Bachelor in Communication Sciences, and I took a diploma for a new media production and design at SAIT. And who am I? I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a person that loves to enjoy life. I'm Uh, On the professional field, I say that I'm a Swiss Army knife or um, a all-terrain professional. I I use all my skills on deck to do the best I can. And I'm a person that likes to meet and interact with other people. I love to laugh and I love to make people laugh and smile.
0: Thank you, Hector. Yeah, I love the Swiss Army knife metaphor. (laughs) I think I may steal it from you, but I'll give you credit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So Hector, I want to ask you, what did you do when you were 25? So what did you study or where did you work? What were your hobbies? Yeah, what did you do back
1: then? So I was 25 back in 2008. Uh, at that time, I was taking my master's degree. I was working as internal communications coordinator for a prestigious private university in Mexico, the Monterrey Institute of Technology. I was also a, a theater actor uh, at that time. And I also decided to produce huge-scale musical called Amor Pop. We uh, reached... Over eleven thousand people it was a great achievement, but at the same time, it was a tough time because I was too busy and it took a lot of my. I think it's literally it took the best the best years of my life uh, were spent on those in th- those projects. So yes, just to summarize, uh, when I was twenty five, I was extremely busy.
0: I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> And Hector, so you were really busy, but you were also doing very cool things, like this theater project. So when you were doing all of that, what did you think? So did you have a vision of the world, like, or how your world should look like, or... Did you follow a religion, or what was a big belief of yours?
1: Yes, at that time, I what I thought was I'm 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 young. I don't have any responsibilities, any commitments. So I thought that that was the right time to experience as many things as I could. So that's why I I was a, a yes man. I would I would say yes to everything. Not necessarily the best thing to do. I, I something I learned afterward was that it's also important to learn how to say no. Uh, But yeah, I think at that time and that's uh, something that I believe and I still believe that it's that life is like a buffet and you can decide how much you serve yourself and that your universe can be as big or as small as you decide. So I always wanted my universe to be big and that's why I decided to do so many things. I thought that was the time to do it.
0: Excellent. Yeah, so might as well eat everything and we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) And Hector, so you just mentioned that, for example, like, oh, it's, I used to say yes a ton, and now I've learned the value of saying no. So following those words from when you were 25 to this day, what has changed either in the world, in yourself, in your environment?
1: Well, yes, the production of this musical uh, changed my vision and uh, gave me a very broad vision of what I could accomplish. So after that, I decided to start my own business. I have the my dad participated as in as investor and we acquired a, a franchise called Action Coach. That's a business coaching firm from an Australian millionaire that is a business guru and has a system to coach companies to train uh, business owners to get out of the operation, systematize and uh, professionalize their companies Companies to grow, so that was one of the big changes that happened after. After that, I was able to connect and learn from many business owners and understand all the values that are uh, behind the human being that can be a big, small, or medium business owner and all the struggles that they have. After that, or. During those years, I had the privilege of marrying my best friend. I married uh, my wife when I was turning 30 exactly. And I think that was one of the biggest changes in my life that started changing me in a positive way. And after that, I think that the major change that has happened was the birth of our son. When you become a parent, many things change, many of your Belief systems change. Even the birth of my son was one of the main reasons why we decided to immigrate to Canada.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, that's a lot of change. But also, yeah, I am happy to hear that you are, how to say it, like so happy, like with your family, the family that you have formed and how proud you are of that as well. And yeah, that's lovely to hear. And Hector, now, what do you do and what are your beliefs?
1: So right now I work for the Southern Alberta Institute of Technology. I'm part of the uh, office of the registrar and my role is a student experience and business statement specialist. I take care of multiple initiatives to enhance our student experience. Uh, we implement different processes and systems to make this possible. And also I take care of um, knowledge transfer and succession planning for business sustainment and empowering our staff. Um, I think my biggest belief system hasn't changed much. I still believe that life is a buffet. I'm a firm believer that your attitude is what determines your success or failure. And probably something that changed after moving to Canada and something that I learned that it's probably the big difference between the Latin American culture and the culture here in Canada is how people value their time after work and how people value their quality of life. So instead of living for impressing others, you live to enjoy your own life. I think that is a relief. And also after becoming a parent and moving to Canada, we learned that the important things in life are not money, positions, roles. It's just the sake of being spending quality time with your loved ones so I think that's how things have changed lately
0: yeah the relationship and connection you have with others I wanted to mention I was um, and I mentioned this on the Spanish version that you once wrote a post on Facebook that said like you know we don't when we moved we packed our whole life in a suitcase and that was more than enough for us because you had each other right like you had your wife and your son and you guys had each other so i think that was beautiful
1: thanks andrea yes that's that, that was a great exercise of humbleness and also exercise of detachment because we left our whole life right back in mexico and we didn't keep anything everything went to donation or we sold stuff we needed money and some stuff with our families and still after seven years some things are still with them and they asked, do you still need that and i said in seven years i didn't need it just give it away if you don't if you don't want it or keep it if you want it but yeah i think like you can rebuild your life and leave everything behind come with three suitcases and uh, i always joke and, and this is a true story The not even with three suitcases because the airline lost my luggage so but now we have again a house that it's full of things that I don't know where did they came from. Yeah. So yeah, like things are just tough. But the important thing is what's inside of that house or and that you can take it anywhere you want.
0: Yeah, the core in the heart. Of.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you, Victor. And now I wanted to ask you, what has been your biggest challenge? And how did you deal with it or deal with it?
1: Yes, the most traumatic experience in my life and I hope we live it like that. <laughs> Fortunately, my dad was kidnapped. It was a horrible experience. It took a week to recover him and it was a process of negotiating over the phone with these horrible people and not knowing if I was going to see my dad again. So I think that has been the worst and most challenging experience in my life and if it was hard for me, I can't even imagine how it was for my dad. Thankfully, this situation or this bad experience had a happy ending and was able to recover him uh, safe and sound, but Sadly, that's not the reality for many people in Mexico. We are having lots of people disappearing or being murdered. So it's a very sad situation. And yeah, we experienced a handful of terrible situations. A few months before I was coming to Canada, I also had people carrying guns uh, break into my office and hold me hostage and cocking the their gun at my head and a really, really difficult situation. So yeah, I think that period of my Life uh, was the most challenging and um, that triggered or was one of the reasons why we decided to migrate to Canada. We wanted to look for a safer and environment for our son to grow up and also get better opportunities. That wasn't the only reason. I also always wanted to live uh, a different experience of education outside of of Mexico. And as you know, studying and living in a different country and a different language makes you grow a lot. And how you go through it, uh, I think it's attitude. As you know, I was valedictorian when I graduated from SAIT and in my speech, I cite Anne Frank and she says how a single candle can defy or define darkness. And I think you could determine if you're after a difficult situation or after falling or after failing, what's the attitude that you are going to to decide to take, right? Is it going to be darkness or is it going to be light? So that decision can determine what's coming next. So yeah, in this, in our case, we Made a decision. We came through to this great adventure, but also we decided to make peace with our country and feel proud of it. And yes, Mexico is not only cartels and drugs; it's way more than that. And you know it. It's uh, the beauty of their people, all the culture, the history, and the richness. So yeah, cannot define a situation or a country by one experience. I think it's just trying to see something objectively. That's what happened to me. I decide not to hold it as something that will torment me for the rest of my life. On the contrary, it will help me grow and keep going.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Like, I cannot imagine going through that. I'm sorry that happened to you. But at the same time, I am glad that you chose to be objective. And, you know, because it's also not amazing to live in fear or with resentment, right?
1: Exactly.
0: Thank you, Hector. And now I wanted to ask you, because what you just said about, you know, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to celebrate the good things. And also it was a chance to see your life and how you wanted to shape it because you survived. So can you share about a time in which you succeeded? Whatever success means for you, what happened and what did you do?
1: Yes, I think life is full of small victories. And I can't think of like, huge successes. Uh- I haven't got a Nobel Prize or something like that, but I think one of the big accomplishments I got was the production of this big play. Even though unfortunately, as we were newbie producers, it was financially a failure. It was a big su- success for people. They loved it. It was something that changed theater in our, in our city. And we reached anyway a, a big amount of people. So it was a huge success in that matter. And just the, the fact that two, 25-year-old guys were able to accomplish such a big project. I think it's a great success by itself. And again, I think that there are not failures in life, only outcomes. And again, you decide what you do with that, right? You can learn from it or you can just sit on the ground and cry. So (laughs) we decided to learn from it and uh, we learned how to produce in a way that it could Bring money back. And um, fortunately, we lost so much money that we were just able to go to break even after coming back to the next seasons of the play. But well, at least we got that. I think that brought me, pushed me to the next levels. I always said that uh, I did two master degrees. One was this experience through this theater play and the other one was my academic master. So it was a big, uh, great teacher for me. That took me to uh, being invited to be a, a speaker on a TED Talk, which was a big honor. Not very proud of the result of that TED talk by itself but again another learning experience and yes I uh, that pushed me to get other invitations uh, for public speaking and train me for that I'm I just returned from Toronto I was invited as well to be a speaker in a in a conference for the American Association of collegiate registrars and admission officers in Toronto great experience great results again so yeah I think it's another recent accomplishment. And failures, again, I don't see failure as something that I think that an, a success It's something that you can pin in time. But a failure It's something that it's, can be fluid. If you learn from it, it's just part of a process. If you stay there and you just give up, then it's a failure. So I don't think I have been So far, I have got into a failure, but I have learning experiences. One of those was this big amount of money that we lost by not knowing how to produce. Bad decisions as a business owner, uh, again, uh, but many of them were learning outcomes that make you stronger and more resilient.
0: Thank you for saying that. And now those two 25-year-olds that produce, they now know how to make a great spectacle on a smaller budget.
1: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) We know that we don't need to spend that much money.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Héctor. And I have another question. So, throughout all of these years, you've tried many different things in the Buffet of Life. So, throughout this journey, what has motivated you or what motivates you?
1: I think that has been a constant and it was my family. Before, it was my parents and my brother that were my main motivation and I Thankfully, I have a very supportive family. And no matter what crazy project I was involved in, they were always uh, cheering and supporting me and doing whatever needed to be done to to be part of it. And I think that was important because they were always present no matter what. And I, I will be always thankful. And now that I have my own family uh, that i would say that uh, if i have a great success in life i think that's the unbeatable one it's building my own family uh, and that is a functional loving family. So I'm, I'm very proud of it. And it's my biggest pride. And they are my motivation right now. My wife, it's always she keeps me focused. She keeps me wise. My son, it's the the mother that keeps me moving. And I know that that might be a cliche that everybody will say. But that's true. When you become a parent, they become the why behind what you do. And I think it's healthy to also be do things for yourself and do things for your own love, and it's it's valid to do it. But yeah, usually when someone depends on you, they makes you stronger. You don't have time to to be depressed. You don't have time to be mediocre. You just need to be the best self for them.
0: Thank you, Victor, and. It's. I wouldn't say it's a cliche, but it's a recurring <laughs> theme on this podcast, just how much people love their children, <laughs> which has made me put myself in my parents' shoes and just see things from a different perspective, right? Because I am not a mother, but yeah, just seeing things from that perspective, it also makes you very grateful, right? Like, for example, you just mentioned that your family, your parents always supported you, and now that you're a parent you can, you feel the same way they felt about you, right? And it's, I will say that it's also a way to give back or,
1: mm-hmm. right? And <laughs> you, you understand many things once you become a parent and it says, <laughs> oh, I was such a jerk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Hector, I want to ask you, what are your goals or plans for the future?
1: I think I my main goal is to enjoy life side by side with my family but definitely I th- I, I'm very happy where I am. I love the post-secondary environment, so I think I will I will stay around, or, or I see myself still on the educational environment. I think education is the answer for many of the problems that we have, and the way to empower people, as, as I, I was saying, it doesn't matter how much you have around you, if you have money, if you have properties, whatever, if you lose all of that and you have strong foundations within you, then you are uh, capable to rebuild your life over and over so i i I see myself there i have an an amazing boss she's a not only a boss she's a mentor and she has been very supportive so i that keeps me also focused and motivated but i also in the personal side of things i would love to go back to theater it's something that i love so i and i i can get very passionate about that, but it's also a very demanding uh, discipline. So I might return once my son is a bit a little older. And I also have a desire, but I would love to learn how to fly. So hopefully in the future I can I can take some classes to learn to operate an airplane.
0: That's really cool. So you can travel around <laughs> with your family, and <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And. I have, um, this is not the last question, but it's almost the last question. So having gone through what you went through, what advice did you have for today's 20-somethings? Or what do you wish you knew when you were 25?
1: Yes, I think right now... As I said, these are the best years of your life. So take advantage of them. Take advantage of your firm bodies. Take advantage of your energy. Take advantage of that you can survive a hangover. So enjoy life, I think. Yes. Party. Yes. Do all this. Like if you don't have, as you say, if you are not a parent, if you are, you don't have strong commitments, enjoy life, travel, do all those, those uh, exciting things, go to all these adventures, but also keep in mind that these years between your 20s and your 30s, you are building the foundations of your life. So right now, it's the time to think about who you will be when you're 65. Think about the people you associate with. Think about the decisions that you make today. So again, take as much as you can from that buffet because also if if you are still figuring out who you want to be or who you are the best way to do it is to expose yourself to different dif- experiences so that would be my advice and something that I was thinking and I didn't say that in the Spanish version but I think don't allow someone else to take the steering wheel of your life decide who you want to be based on what you want to do so nobody can pressure you to have children if you don't want to have children if you don't want to become a that's valid, and that's actually great because our planet needs less people, not more. so We're too many. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I think it's becoming a trend. So, if you guys decide not to do that, it's fine, and it's it's not something that you should feel ashamed of. If you decide not to get married or not to have a couple. That's fine. If you decide to be by yourself, that's fine. And if you decide to build a family, if you're a woman and you decide to stay at home with the children, that's great. So each person has their own priorities. And I was we were discussing this in the Spanish version as well. With social media, sometimes we start creating stories or start envying someone else's life. This 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 race is only against you. So it's not a good idea to compare yourself with others because you don't know what they are going through, and you will always see in social media the good part of things or very polished version of of success. So no, just the race is against you. But try to become the best self that you can be.
0: That's amazing. Thank you very much for the advice. Yeah, that's why on Instagram on my bio I have I only post the good stuff. <laughs> Which sounds very petty, but at the same time, (laughs) social media can be deceiving. So it's just a reminder, especially because I think that because we work in, well, like we both studied. You studied when you were 25. Communications and like our field is very much about making things pretty and like showing the good stuff. I think it's also important, right, to be real. If you want to post that you're going through a hellhole. It's okay. It's valid. Right. But it's also, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's a weird, yes. yeah. Yeah. But and uh, ultimately yes. people post the good stuff.
1: <laughs> yes. And it's fine. But that's, that's what this is for. But uh, yes, yeah. just don't believe, like don't compare yes. yourself with that because that's not, tr- that's not reality. And yeah, it's, uh, as, as we said, it's okay not to be okay. But it's not okay to stay there. So, exactly. uh, like, it's natural, it's human. But I think it's better to keep a positive attitude, even if you are not feeling very well, because eventually you will start feeling well. Than doing the other, the other version of it, that, that is to stay. R- unwell, and then you will believe that that's the way you should be. And then your results will be part of that. And I think the best thing to that you can learn, that was another advice, was it's very important that you develop soft skills. I think that's even more important than any sort of credential that you get in the university. You need to learn soft skills, how to interact with people, how to make a phone call, how to network, how to get what you want or make things happen. So it's very important that you develop those soft skills.
0: Thank you for sharing that, Hector. And I'm just sorry, just going back to what you were saying about it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay there. I wanted to emphasize what you said as well about that. It's about attitude, not not aptitude. Exactly. I think that's I think that's very cool. A very good lesson. And before I let you go, because I know that you also have to go. <laughs> Is there anything that you'd like to share that you think it's important and I didn't ask?
1: Uh, you are a great interviewer and I love the way you uh, set up your your questions. But and this is just only if anyone from your audience is a, an immigrant that it's planning to come to Canada or other country or if they just arrived. It's very important to keep in mind that when you move to another country, you start over. And it's very important that you leave your ego and like your negative beliefs back at home. Yeah, and limiting
0: beliefs, right?
1: Yes, and limiting, because yeah, that's another thing that we were discussing, actually. The language can be a huge barrier for yourself sometimes more than externally. So it's very important that you understand that even though you might have this challenge at the beginning, it's just get exposed to that. We both, when we arrived in Canada, we started in a call center and we could barely speak English. So a person with a bad attitude would say, oh no, I can't. Do that because I don't speak English well. We did it, and we didn't do so bad, (laughs) and that trained us for what came after. I know that, like we still might have a thick accent, and I might sound like Sofia Vergara in Steroids, but still, that could sound attractive or interesting to someone because we sound like we are foreigners. So yeah, you never know. You could think that it's a weakness, and it might be a strength.
0: Yeah, and I think that when it comes to accents, my personal view is just that caring about accents is a little bit racist in my opinion. but I don't know, like, if, if we get a point across, even if we have an accent, we got it across, you know, and I'm not saying, and I'm not talking about, like, like, saying things grammatically wrong, it's okay, just talking, and Having things grammatically correct, and even if you have an accent, like people can understand, even if you have an accent. So, I used to care a lot about my accent, especially with this podcast. <laughs> and now it's like I think people understand. So, that's <laughs> exactly. this is my second language. So, if people from here went to Mexico and did a podcast, they probably had a will have an accent as well, right? It's a second language. It's not her mother tongue.
1: <laughs> Thankfully, we live in a, a very diverse country and I would say that most people are embrace cultural diversity and usually they are very supportive if, if yeah. you're struggling with a language. So yeah, that's just enjoy the journey.
0: Yeah. Thank you very much, Hector, for your time and just for sharing your experiences with the audience and for the really cool advice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you very much, Andrea. I, I had a lot of fun this evening with you and I appreciate this amazing project. I think it's very interesting.
0: Thank you very much, Hector. Thank you very much for listening. If you like the episode or you think it'd be helpful for someone you know, I encourage you to share it. This way, you're also supporting the growth of this podcast. If you are someone or know someone who would like to share their experience as being 25, you can reach me at andrea.project25 at gmail.com. You can also follow Project 25 on Instagram as project.xxv. So that's 25 just in Roman numbers. (laughs) Thank you again for being here. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye-bye.